All right, welcome to the podcast, your place for questionable advice, third-hand news, and dubious opinions. This episode will be a bit different from our regular podcast. Today we will be doing a Dungeon Breakdown edition. Kevin won't be with me today, but we have another solid pad bro, JJ, to stand in for him. JJ, what's going on with you and pad this week? What rank are you, and what are you running? How you doing, Evan? I actually am ranked 223, just ranked up today. Nice. Not terribly high. Um... I'm not the best standing for Kevin. I don't think anybody can replace Kevin. So I'm glad to be here and hopefully offer some insight and other stuff to be <laughs> determined. So there's a few uh, kind of fun things going on. we got the third anniversary event right now. Uh, are you running anything in particular? I'm trying to. Uh, so I have two DQXQs. I'm trying to uh, max go both of them right now because light just came in. But as far as the um, third year anniversary, it's more like there's been so many skill-ups uh, dungeons the past few weeks that I'm just like farming the crap out of those trying to get many of my uh, go-to monsters skilled up because so I didn't really have that for a long time yeah I mean having max skill on your monsters is just so huge in so many situations and like there's not that many times you can just camp out and stall until your active abilities are up um, although you have uh, lately been running a monster that lets you do that um <laughs> Pretty excited about some of your new Awoken monsters. Yes. Um, so you're absolutely, I mean, especially with the new dungeons that have been coming out, they're shorter, they're stronger. And so uh, the camp style of like old Ronyas, that's why they're so, they're falling away so much. However, the new Awoken Ama, who is adorning many of my team boxes, has a great, um, great opportunities for stalling on many floors. Unless she gets one-shotted, she basically can tank many, many floors with her binds clear, her bind resist, and um, you know her auto-heal, which paired with another one basically means you get full life every turn. I mean, it's crazy. I remember the days where I was just grinding through <laughs> every single level with my Amaterasu. She was my first strong god, the first god I ever saw that, could, that I ever pulled that could beat hard dungeons as mm-hmm. a leader. And I ground my way through, <laughs> you know, the first 150, 160, maybe 200 ranks of pad. I don't know how far I got, but I was just grinding away. I remember taking... grind. Oh, yeah. I took like 45 <laughs> minutes to clear Starlight Sanctuary. I remember a couple of times where I'm like, I'm going to rank up tonight and get a bunch more stamina. All I have to do is do Starlight Sanctuary three times. And that's just going to be, you know, two and a half hours, and then I'll rank up. No big deal. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, thankfully, I'm, thankfully, I'm not there anymore. So, uh, <laughs> thankfully, the game's not there anymore. Yeah, well, forcing you out of it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Ama Odin still works for a lot of stuff, but thank goodness I don't have to do that. But you know, Awoken Ama can allow you to kind of do that. Like you have the orb changing subs, mm-hmm. and you just. Pop all your skills, crush a monster, move on to the next floor, get into a zone where you're safe, mm-hmm. and you just take the, you can't be killed by the hits that you're taking. Right. My, uh, I looked at my Wokonama team, so she's plus 99 recovery. Get a plus 99 recovery friend. I've got a Woken Venus on that team, a thousand auto heal. You know, in the end, uh, any hit that's less than 19k. I can just tank that hit and right. keep on rolling. That's right. amazing. That's ridiculous. Well, I was really kind of taken aback by Well, I was running a dungeon that had a lot of poison orb changing. And I didn't have any kind of block or resist for it or anything that changed poison away from it. And I accidentally skyfalled with way, uh, way too many poison orbs below my life threshold. And so long as Ama can heal past it, it actually doesn't matter, which I was surprised at because it dropped my health bo- uh, bar below zero. But I just had a little bit of auto heal with Venus, who also runs on my team, and just perked it back up, and I'm back at full life right after that. So it was kind of crazy that you can clear your poison board so long as you can get just above your life bar and come. I mean, that's pretty strong, especially in today's uh, metagame that's evolving. Actually, now that I think of it, I think if for some reason you ran awoken ama against beelzebub mm-hmm. and he changed your whole board to poison ama would actually heal you back from the dead I think so i would like to try that because because uh the damage that you take from that poison board i think is 150 percent hp damage right 
Unless I've got the math wrong. It's close. It's close to that. So it drops you that low, but Ama will heal you back from the dead with that. All right. So we're going to get to the dungeon breakdown part. And Mm -hmm. today we're going to talk about a classic conditional descended Mm -hmm. sandal fun. Um, Fun thing to note, I just found out that sandal fun is not pronounced sandal fun. Why is that, Evan? I have no idea. I don't. They don't. No one asked me about why, how to pronounce things. But the interesting thing that I did find out is that Sandalfon is the twin brother of Metatron. That's really cool. Who is in fact supposed to be a dude, but that's JP for you. <laughs> Some are a little ambiguous. Yomi, looking at you. Oh yeah, there's there's <laughs> Noah. <laughs> right there there's more than a few out there so jj you picked sandalfon yep. for this dungeon breakdown podcast why did you pick it um sandalfon was one of the evil materials that i needed for my first awoken monster uh way back when i was around i think 150 uh rank maybe a little bit less than that um, was uh, awoken venus and that was the first monster you pulled that had an awoken evo yes i remember you being yes Super stoked. Very psyched about it because, you know, previous history on my polls weren't that great at the time. And I had Venus, which actually I had pulled before and it didn't have an Awoken. Uh, but all the other Greco-Romans did. Well, the Red, Blue, Green did. And when she got her Awoken up, I was pumped. And then, you know, you start re- researching the evil materials. Okay, Sandalfin, looking at the dungeons. Sandalfin seemed a little out of reach at the time. Um, I was able to get uh, all the other evil material and Sandalfun awaited, which is why we're here talking about it. Yeah, Sandalfun is... You got me saying it now. <laughs> Such a punk. Uh, <laughs> Sandalfun is no joke. You know, it's it's not a crazy hard dungeon by the current standards, but classic conditional descendant. And that condition is no dupes. No dupes. Now... The news out of Japan is that no dupes is going to start not applying to your friend leader, which I think will take a lot of the sort of the fun mm-hmm. and entertainment Agreed. out of this particular dungeon. But currently in NA, we've still got a few months left before that no dupes thing goes away. And now when you're doing Sandalfon, you have to have a different leaders. You can't go uh, twin leads right. and get that straight up multiplier. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting. Uh, we're going to talk in a little bit about some team makeups to do this dungeon. Uh, first, we're going to talk about why we want to do this dungeon. Why are we going to do it and who should do it? Mm-hmm. So you already mentioned one of the types of people that should do it. You know, Early rank players who are trying to get Sandalfon as his material for Awoken Venus. Yeah. Now, Awoken Venus is a pretty exciting monster to have on your team. She's really interesting. I'm still not quite comfortable with my Awoken Venus. Yeah, like, we've talked about that before. Yeah, her active ability is a little funky. Mm-hmm. She's got that change the world, but it's only six seconds, which isn't too bad. But you know, some of my some of my regular teams have enough time extends that I have more than six seconds. Right, as and it, it doesn't is. stack with your existing one. And actually, if you make any combo during the change the world six seconds, it actually acts as your turn. Uh, the challenge is setting up a board where you don't activate anything. It doesn't take that turn. Yeah, I'm definitely not worrying about that. I'm just trying to get my <laughs> orbs where they need to be, right. and then it can just combo right off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh and then the the fact that there's that orb enhance before the six second change the world, and you never quite know when the orb enhance animation is done. Mm-hmm. So you're like, when does this six seconds really start? Either way, as a sub, Awoken Venus is pretty interesting. She's got those three light rows, makes her great on certain teams, and she's got the auto heal. So pretty interesting sub. Plus, as a lead, she's done some relatively hard things. Mm-hmm. I saw some people talking about doing uh, double Awoken Venus to clear Ilsix, that new, the uh, legendary Snowy Valley. I hadn't seen that yet. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. So why would we do this dungeon other than as material? Sandalfon himself is actually a pretty cool sub for healer teams. Especially now in the uh, way the metagame is evolving, uh, being able to tank hits is becoming more and more uh, useful. Uh, everybody knows that um, Dark Kids and Nami is 
starting to be uh, very relevant in a lot of dark teams with her 35% tanking. Samuflin not only does that for you, uh, allows you to tank uh, possibly one big hit. Many healer teams don't have a lot, uh, a ton of HP that many uh, other teams that have HP multipliers have. So being able to tank a hit is becoming even more relevant. Not only that, uh, Sandalfun spikes along with your tank. So if you can spike your, uh, a board knowing a preemptive strike is coming, you can hold that 35% damage reduction for the next floor, which could sometimes be a lifesaver for a healing team, specifically Ama. Yeah, so as you say, Sandalfun's got this cool active ability where he gives you two turns of two times attack mm-hmm. for healers and two turns of 35% damage reduction. Now, it's nowhere near Dark is Anami popping up three turns of damage reduction every six turns or like where you could run double Dizas and get right. 35% damage reduction all the time. Mm-hmm. But Sandalfun... On, like you said, an Awoken Ama team where you can just get to that safe place, stall until he's back up, use him to spike through, you know, maybe a couple big hits as you get a monster down from a, a level where you can survive to one to, to killing it. So you can, like, take it into the danger zone and then all the way through. You've got those two turns, damage reduction, so on and so forth. And... Not to mention, he's got, uh, you know, an orb enhance, a light orb enhance, and a light row. Um, so if Always you, helpful. If you pair him, yeah, if you pair him with uh, Awoken Venus, you've got orb enhance, f- four light row enhance awakenings, and you've got your spike and your damage reduction. So pretty interesting sub uh, overall. And then, you know, for me, I also think that Sandalfon is some pretty, as a dungeon, is pretty interesting because you get those three... You know, one of the three archangels, there's Uriel, Gabriel, and Michael. Oh, Michael. Michael, yeah. (laughs) Michael Michael is a bane. Yeah. Uh, And we'll talk about that more later, too. But one of those three archangels is going to show up on floor three in Sandalfon. Mm -hmm. And those things show up in the challenge dungeons all the time. And so it's good to have a little practice with how your team can deal with the mechanics of that floor. Because... I mean, there's there's dungeons where they just show up in a row. You mm-hmm. just go Uriel, Gabriel, Michael all in a row, and you have to deal with each one. And they've got those leader binds, and ugh, it's kind of yeah. gross. So when do we try this dungeon? Uh, for me, it was, I kind of brute forced it. Um, I think I tried it a little prematurely. I didn't develop my subs enough. I was running a Verdandi team. That was my first liable team that was really capable of running many dungeons. Okay. As... Who did you run as a as a friend leader? Uh, I think I ran. Oh man, because because uh, my girlfriend Diana, she runs for Dandi, and right. I know who she ran as as a leader for that dungeon. Remind me who she ran. Oh, she ran my melody. Oh, that's right. She and in melody. fact, for this podcast, she recorded a video of of uh, today of herself clearing Sandalfon with verdandi my melody as the the two leads and that's a good it's a it's a leads us in there because what are you looking for in a team composition to clear this dungeon uh you know we're going to talk we'll talk about you know all these all the like the the few different strategies but one of them is you know survivability some of these floors you need to take some hits and keep on ticking and you know the combination of my melody and verdandi gives you lots of hp decent attack you don't lose too much attack switching from double verdandi to my melody you lose some hp for sure as well mm-hmm. but you gain a bunch of recovery which means that you can take hits and and heal up and take hits and heal up it's it's pretty cool um to that point i think uh, our goal here is to try and you know provide enough information where we don't have to brute force it i mean Stones are valuable. Uh, they're basically the currency through all, all throughout pad. I wound up brute forcing it and using, um, uh, I forgot if it was one or two stones. It was my first time using a stone in a dungeon. And of course, looking back, you always regret doing that. And so you, I think... You regret doing that, but you don't regret that Awoken Venus. I don't regret Awoken Venus. Um, I've used her several different occasions now, specifically on my new Awoken Ama, uh, Ama team. Um, but it would have been nice to have, at the time, have the right preparation and resources so that I can do it without stoning. Yeah, I think that this dungeon can be cleared relatively early on in the mid-game if you've got the right actives on your team to deal with the mechanics and the right strategy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a good team composition 
and we'll talk about what goes into that. Um, you don't need a ton of plus eggs. Uh, I don't think I had any at the time. Um, and I did... I, I, the only time I stoned was, I think, on the last... Or second to last floor, knowing I'd be able to beat Sandalfon. Um, the second to last floor is what got me stuck. And I know if I could just stone through that one, I'd be able to you know, beat the dungeon. So I didn't really have a very developed team at the time. All right. Cool. Well, with that in mind, let's talk about what happens in this dungeon. Um, it's not a particularly complicated or long dungeon. It's just four floors. Um, but we do have some very significant mechanics that happen um, in starting in floor three, mm-hmm. like we said with those archangels. So floor one, we get a couple of unicorns. Don't have a ton of HP, 370k, um, and they do a little preemptive strike. You get hit for about 4k total, and they don't hit for nothing. Those right. those they uh, a number of teams that people will bring into this dungeon will get. If you don't take out the unicorns first turn, they'll kill you. Yeah. Or at least kill one of them. If you don't have an HP boost, um, you know, 8,300 damages starts to become significant, especially when you got two of them. And if you don't kill them in time, you know, that's going to chip away over half your life bar right off the bat, uh, including the preemptive strike. So, yeah, I mean, this is not something you want to blink away, but, it, you know, you have a right team, you're comfortable with your team, you know how to combo, you're going to get through that fairly fine. Should be. The only thing to watch out for is, like, you know, if you're running a team and you you don't have the right orbs to kill them first right. turn, and then you got two monsters that are going to do 8k hits and change a color orb to light orbs. Mm-hmm. So they might change your hearts, they might change whatever color it is you use to attack to light orbs. So, I mean, it's not... A hard floor but it doesn't mean that you can just casually stroll through it you know it's it's not right. uh you know a, a pile of ninjas i think I mean, this uh this dungeon kind of is that there's i mean everything kind of takes a little bit of concentration uh just to make sure you are doing what is necessary to get through that particular floor most dungeons are like that but just like you know you said evan some floors you'd be like oh this is a great stall floor I can just kind of tank away and, you know, wait till all my skills are up. I don't really feel this dungeon has that, per se. The only one I would say is floor two. Um, The Sanctuary Guardian Archangel is pretty relaxed. Um, She has a thing where she, if you get her under 75%, she increases her damage by 200%. But even when she does that, you're still only looking at taking hits in the order of 8,000 or 12,000 and it's just her it's not two of her on the floor so it's not as big a deal and then if you get her under 30 percent she might change your hard orbs to jammers but either way you know you're not taking huge hits it's a good place to stall if you need to stall so if you're looking to get your skills up before you go into floor three which many teams may need to do Mm -hmm. she's a good one to do it on absolutely um, I've just recently reran this dungeon, um, trying to actually get Sandalfon as a, uh, a sub and start developing him as a sub. Floor two is where I stalled, especially running an Ama Venus team. Uh, Venus, you know, reduces the amount of damage that you're taking from light and water. And the catch 22 is Venus needs Sandalfon in order to be a woken Venus to get that damage reduction. But you, it's, she's also great at using her for the dungeon. So if you have a Venus friend, Look into building a team around that, possibly. Yeah, and let's be honest. If you're running, you know, Awoken Ama, you know, with some, like if you've got a, if you're using Venus as a lead or Awoken Ama as a lead, or you have a Venus friend, um, if you're if the Awoken Ama involved in this is yeah. high recovery plus eggs, max level high rec- recovery plus. Frankly, you're gonna need like against the sanctuary garden archangel you'll need to match like three orbs every couple of turns you don't even need to match every turn it like that's how badass the auto heal is yeah. and how little damage the archangel is really doing that's to true. you with with venus reducing that damage by 50 percent. yeah all right well let's move past uh the archangel and talk about floor three now floor three is gonna be that's your the, dice roll the, yeah yeah you're getting one of these three archangels and I mean, it, let's. Uh, I'm looking at Pad X right now, which is obviously a great resource for all of these, all things Pad, mm-hmm. for that matter. And uh, you know, look, Fire Dominion Uriel comes up first. 
1.3 million HP. He does 14k damage, changes things to hearts. He's red light, so mm-hmm. he starts off red, gets to light, and then he also uh, has this binding of a sub. And if you knock him under 50%, he changes your heart orbs to fire orbs. Yeah, if you don't have a very um, heal-heavy team, that can start to cause trouble, especially as you knock him uh, underneath his 50% uh, into light. And if you don't have a very efficient way of healing, that can become trouble. If you have a, a pretty a team with good recovery mm-hmm. and enough HP to take the hit, one of the things, like, Uriel will often come up in no recovery challenge dungeons. Mm. And he does that attack where he makes hearts. So this can be one of your turns to stall. If you've got good enough recovery that his making hearts attack will allow you to heal up and tank the next hit. So that's that's an interesting uh, way that he comes around. But honestly, in this dungeon, he's the easy one. Yes. I think yes, he's the definitely. one that you want to see. If you uh, if you happen to have, see Ural come up, I mean, you've got a much easier road ahead than either of the other two. Because if we're talking Gabriel or we're talking Michael, we're talking Binds. Yes. So Gabriel preemptive strike a five turn leader bind not both leaders just your leader uh your friend leader doesn't get bound but man five turns of leader bind is is crushing for a lot of teams a lot of teams especially at the you know beginning of the middle uh middle game where you might not have great bind clear in any of your teams uh and that's where i found myself when i was uh approaching this dungeon i didn't have any way to really clear binds so it was how do i get through the level while having a bound leader, being able to stall to get the leader back up for Sandalfon, but also maintaining so that I don't die. I mean, that's obviously the challenge here. Yeah, you've got to you've got to have your leader back up for the next floor. Yeah, not right away, but we'll talk about it when we get there. You you need most of your turns on the next floor yep. for for most teams, uh, especially with no dupes. Mm-hmm. And you know, honestly, Gabriel doesn't have a whole lot of hp it's only got six hundred and thirty thousand. um he's got a two-turn counter so you're not looking at too much danger there as well uh but a five-turn bind you got to get that you got to either figure out how to stall it out against gabriel or clear it now gabriel's got you know uh every other turn attack formation uh the first one is he cuts your hp by 99 percent well if you've got a good stalling team and you've got, you know, hearts, you got a good recovery, good. that's no problem, but your leader is bound, so whatever you were thinking you were going to get boost-wise from that is gone. Uh, and then his next time, so if you manage to, you know, you take that 99% reduction, and then his next turn, he's going to do 14k um, in a double strike, right. and you're going to potentially die <laughs> most likely die um if you're running you know any if any other form other than awoken ama um that could be trouble depending on if you're running uh ama as your leader or if it's your friend's leader yeah so what do you do when you run it uh right now i'm running it with um my own leader uh is venus and then using an ama sub that makes things uh oh sorry using an ama friend that makes things a little bit easier because I can use the Ama Bind Clear. That's a great, great idea. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about having a Bind Clearer on your team. So that's one way to deal with this. Yes. Ama is really interesting. She clears five turns. I think it's four, four now. Four turns. The form. Yeah, so the previously she would clear all Bind status. Now she clears four turns. So you get Gabriel, comes up, you... Use Awoken Ama. She mm-hmm. clears four turns of bind status. Venus has one turn. Gabriel's not going to attack you for two turns. Exactly. So you're ready to go by the time Gabriel's going to attack. Exactly. And your damage is being reduced by Venus, and you can just sort of combo through him. He does have this little trick. If you get him under 50%, he heals him back to full. So that's another way to get through uh, this stall is you can actually, if you have enough attack from your friend leader, you can attack Gabriel in two turns to get him below 50%. He will then heal himself back up. You get another two turns. And you get another two turns to get him below 50%, and then he heals himself back up, and then your bind is gone on your leader. So that's one way to deal with it without having a bind clearer. You can also deal with it by popping an echidna. Yes. If you have, you know, that nice three turn delay, 
could do something like that. Um, there's a number of different ways to deal with it. Um, the obvious way is to have an unbindable leader. That's why I was curious as to how you ran this dungeon because I was thinking maybe you ran Awoken Ama as your leader and had an unbindable leader and ran with a Venus friend. So I, it's harder to find Venus friends than it is uh, Awoken Amas. And I think, uh, I mean, unless your box looks a little different from mine, uh, from most people who I've talked to, they have more Amas in, uh, in their friend box than they do Venuses. So I happen to have a Venus. It's easier for me to find an Awoken Ama friends who is max level, max skilled, um, you know, basically almost hyper max. And running that with Venus makes things much, much easier. I don't have to worry about Venus getting bound because I have Ama to clear that for the most part. That sounds good. I actually was wondering how you uh, were going to handle it, and then I forgot. I forgot Awoken Ama clears <laughs> binds. I don't know why I forgot that, but all right. Now our third and final Archangel to talk about. And man, this guy is a, is a bummer. He's rough anytime he comes up. Yes. Um, we're talking about Michael. 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 So Michael starts off just by doing the sort of standard, oh, four turns, you can't delay me or do this or that. But that's uh, all you have. Yeah. So because his second, his first turn response to what you do, your first attack is to bind both leaders for four turns. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do not hit him with all of your attributes and sub-attributes that's in right. the first turn, then you're looking at, you know, you, you well, if, even if you do hit him with all of them, you still got to do 31 more hits right. uh, before he gets to a, a murder level attack, <laughs> which is his fourth attack. Right. So, so 31 hits with only four monsters, you can only do four or eight per turn. So let's see, we've got one, two, three, you get one, two, three, four attacks, eight Eight times four is thirty-two. Mm-hmm. So you have to hit with all of your attributes and sub-attributes. Assuming that you have monsters that have both, you know, main and sub-attributes, you have to hit with all of them every turn. You get to miss one. Right. That's that's hard. That's the challenge. And I had the unfortunate um, luck of actually running into Michael both times I ran it. The first time I died a little early because I just wasn't prepared enough. Um, I kind of didn't look at the dungeon well enough prior to going in. Uh, the second time I realized I'm going to have to take in mono, uh, quick changing subs in order to have a chance at Michael. Um, basically allowing myself to hit all, uh, with all my attributes and sub attributes while my leaders were bound. I didn't have good, uh, buying clears at this time and be able to kind of like chip my way through Michael. Um, that's, you know, unfortunately I didn't, (laughs) I ran out of green orbs at the time. Running Verdandi, both of my Verdandis were uh, bounds, and I wound up dying. That's where I used my stone the first time going through. Yeah, the uh, it's a tough dungeon. I definitely nowadays I run a really fire. I'm totally fire heavy, <laughs> and I look at Michael and I'm like, sweet, that's so easy. All I have to do is hit over 300k with one of my red monsters. Right. I need like you know just like oh cow cow. Just give him a couple TPAs and he'll be fine. <laughs> uh, even if I'm running like, you know, Shiva Dragon Erd or something like that, that would be probably what I would run in this dungeon nowadays. But uh, back before when I was running this, I was running, when I first beat this, I ran a Minerva Ronya hybrid red devil team. And I wasn't trying to burst through Michael with you know, doing 300,000 red damage. Trying to chip him out. Um, chip him out because he can't bind Minerva. Mm-hmm. She's unbindable. So instead of having to get sub-attributes, you know, for like having to hit eight per turn, I had 10 possible hits per turn. Mm-hmm. So that means if I can hit, you know, all of them on the first turn and then just do, you know, sort of normal amounts the next few turns. Plus, once you get Michael down below halfway, he turns light and right. Minerva starts uh, reducing the damage that he does. So you can get him below light before he does any of the bigger attacks. And that's a good point. If you have something that reduces damage, keep in mind he is hitting for about 55,000 uh, HP. So make sure you, if you are able to tank that hit, it's not you know dropping your HP, including all the other hits uh, that he does prior to. Now, if you're able to heal up all the way beforehand, you also might have a chance of not hitting your sub-attributes if you're trying to chip him out. Um, so that's where the difficulty of Michael really comes in is being able to do all those things kind of at one time if you have your leaders bound, but having a good sub who either doesn't get bound or buying clears 
is substantially useful. I think that's probably how most people go with it, the buy and clear. Um, there's one last option that I have used on occasion is something like a complete defense reducer like uh, Shiva, mm. um, where you can actually stall out and survive until right before his big murder attack. And that his protective field is over by then. Yeah. His, he's gone his four turns of protective field. And you can, if you've survived the 3K, 6K, and 12 slash 13K hits, then you can actually null his his uh, defense and get oh, rid of them. So that's, that's a... Slightly more risky. I actually honestly think that the one time I meant to do that, I forgot to actually do it. You forgot to pop it. <laughs> I forgot to pop it, and then I died. Um, all right, let's talk about floor four. So we've made it past whatever Archangel shows up. We've got Raphael, which is our light Archangel. And this guy has... He's no big deal for a lot of teams, right? He has a 10-turn Dark Absorb. He does a murder attack... I like to call these murder attacks. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that's basically what Raphael is doing here. There's not a lot of ways to get around this attack if you happen to get to the attack, unless you have void void damage altogether, uh, which I think one of the. Um, I mean, like you know, thirty five percent reduction, fifty percent reduction. Not going to do too like, much for you. Not going to do a whole lot <laughs> when he's doing one hundred and thirty four thousand damage. Right. Uh, but he's got two point five million HP, which isn't a ton but isn't it he no he's not easy to kill especially at the mid game uh oh yeah you might not have a fully plus team um that's pretty difficult at the when you're just starting out the mid game which is around where you should start to look at trying this particular dungeon yeah um but you have five turns you do have five turns five turns doing 2.5 million damage in five turns now when i was back when i was running ama odin that sounded unbelievably impossible <laughs> but now i'm like oh yeah no problem right uh I, my teams are definitely different now than they used to be but you know if like so i initially ran this dungeon with minerva and ronya now i'm looking at a 6.25 attack multiplier and i can generally get Raphael down and take him out with the 6.25 attack multiplier mm-hmm. um i can maybe pop some skills to help finish him off if i need to uh dark teams though yes have a really hard time getting past Raphael. uh i would even go further to say do your best whichever team you're running do your best to try and avoid um taking in many dark uh subs or you know having a dark sub attribute if you can avoid that you know obviously that's you want to not bring that in and make this any more difficult than it has to be um, because dark really doesn't come into effect in any other floors that you can run on, except for being double damage against Archangel or maybe some of the um, actual Archangels like Uriel, Gabriel, and Michael. Yeah, there's a lot of strong dark devil teams that were out there when this dungeon was sort of cutting edge hard. Mm-hmm. And I saw some interesting strategies posted by people uh, for dealing with Raphael if you had a dark team. Uh, one guy or maybe several people were saying, all right, so you've got a, you've got a 10 turn dark absorb and you've got to stall it out, but he's going to do 134,000 damage to you at one point. Their way of dealing with that was Echidna and Thanatos. Thanatos? Thanatos? Yeah, Thanatos is Thanatos. the one who voids so, light damage. So Thanatos voids light damage. So you wait, you get up, Thanatos voids light damage. You can just void that hot, that first 134,000 attack, and then you use Echidna, and then the Dark Absorb goes away, and you've got three turns to kill him. Yeah, interesting. Which, um, you know, for you know, going dark versus light, three turns doesn't yeah. seem that bad. Uh, keep in mind, when you're, if this is a strategy and you have the materials for this, and this is a strategy you want to take on, uh, you are reducing two of your subs to just one floor. Which, you know, they can come into effect on some other ones, but you're basically saving those for those two. So, you know, take that into consideration when building your team around that. I mean, Echidna is obviously useful in a lot of situations. Absolutely. Three-turn delay. Everyone should have Echidna. <laughs> yes, everyone should have Echidna, max skill. Absolutely. All evolved and stuff. Maybe maybe 297. Uh, that's, every time I'm like, who should I put plus X towards? That always pops in my head like, should I start doing a kid? And I just never have started yet. And I think at one point, maybe I will. It just hasn't happened. I feel like I'll do it eventually. Uh, I'm looking at a few teams where I really want to run a Echidna. And I'm just like, oh my god, my HP goes so low. <laughs> so low. 
I'm so useful. I know. It's like I, you know, I some of the monsters that I run. You know, if I if I take out someone who's hypermaxed and throw in Echidna, who has low HP to begin with. To begin with, yeah. I'm looking. I'm like four thousand HP less than I might be otherwise. It's and that's substantial. So discouraging. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I like that active ability, but uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, going back to Raphael, one thing I do want to say: if you feel fairly confident with your combo game and you just use a few skills, possibly if you ran into Michael to try and, you know, chip through that. Uh, definitely you uh, do what you can to use at least four of those turns. Uh, try and get some of those skills back up if you haven't had any other skills up. You don't want to just one-shot Raphael when you have four turns to kind of go through, possibly get some more skills back up for Sandalfon. And that brings us back to Sandalfon. Yeah. We've we've gotten past Raphael and now we're at the boss of the dungeon, Sandalfon. And what does he do first turn? Can't use skills for three turns. Yep, so he does a three-turn skill bind. So you can deal with that in a couple ways. You can have a full skill bind resist team, right? So Mm -hmm. he shoots it down, and they just go, bing, Bing. no thanks, Um, which is wonderful. So satisfying. It's so, so satisfying. Uh, It's so much more satisfying when your team is 100% skill bind resist, (laughs) and they just like, you you just know they're going to shrug it off no matter what. And uh, whereas when your team is more like 60% skill bind resist. Oh, the anxiety of like, will it or won't it, it just kills me. Because when it finally doesn't, it just, it creates that uncertainty anytime you run that team again. Yeah. I hate it. Sometimes you're just like you get so comfortable with eighty percent. Yes. Right? Every once in a while you'll hit something and, and it does it and you're like, No, wait, what? Oh god <laughs> Wait, it does that? I thought it was a hundred. <laughs> I mean the the grief of someone who has, has a monster with their skill bind resist awakenings that gets bound on a floor and then goes into a floor and gets skill bound oh, and is like what happened i don't even know what's going on i can't be skill bound <laughs> and then you're like oh no my awoken abilities were disabled basically just think angry thoughts instead of popping any skills oh yeah <laughs> so we come in we've got sandalfon he says all right no skills for three turns if you don't have 100 percent skill bind resist which a lot of teams that are going to be attempting this dungeon will not that's true Right, like I know mine didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Are you even with? Does uh? I was eighty percent with your Ama team. Yeah. No, sorry, not with Ama. With um, well, Ama now has double sk- uh, skill binds. Right, but you're leaders. only running one of them. So right. do you have? Do you have another three on your subs? I have two on my subs. Two on your subs. So yeah. you're still eighty percent. Yeah, still eighty percent. Which you know, if you can get to eighty percent, that's great. Uh, use that. That you can go in with a fair amount of confidence. You could get unlucky. That. I mean, that's pad. Sometimes those things happen. I, there's a thing about those skill bind resists that 80% seems like 100%. <laughs> and or 60%. at least like 95 Or that's 60% right. seems like 20%. Oh, it's really so ridiculous. True. I don't know how it is that the 40% comes up so often when you're doing that, but it just seems to. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And so, all right. So probably your team is not going to be full skill bind resist which mm-hmm. means that you have to be able to last a couple turns against sandalfon yeah. before you pop skills to kill mm-hmm. uh so going on to he's... so what team your your current team you're talking venus and ama venus and ama um i've got 80 percent. if i mean again if you get if you're running this team and you get hit by the uh skill binds you don't have to worry too much. It's actually fairly easy to grind through this so long as you're not dropping him below 30%. Uh, most Ama Venus teams, they'll have low-ish HP uh, in comparison to today's uh, metagame. But keep in mind, you do have, uh, what is it, 50% damage reduction from Venus. That's basically you have all the time in the world to <laughs> beat Sandalfon and oh, yeah. take him down. For sure. Like If we look at his two attacks, uh, both of them are going to be... Uh, reduced to under uh, plus 99 recovery Awoken Ama's right. healing, auto-healing ability, and especially combined with Venus. Yeah. So you're you're looking at auto-healing for around 10k, and both of these hits are going to get taken down to below 7k. Right. So you can just auto-heal, get those out of the way. You can even start just chipping away and grinding down Sandalfon mm-hmm. until probably right above 50%. I don't know if you want to get him. I don't know if you want to deal with that ten turn godbind. 
I mean, I know I don't. <laughs> if you if you go into this and you have buying clear, you have uh, an ama type sub who can buy and clear, and you would have no problem with Michael. You're probably looking at this and kind of shrugging, like it's not that big a deal. If you're looking at this dungeon and you are hoping to God that you don't run into Michael, this is probably going to be the same kind of deal for you. Um, you don't want to get a ten turn bind resist, or sorry, um, yeah, bound for your gods. That could be disastrous. Yeah, I think the ten turn god bind is is it's brutal. Like, yeah. you know, if you're if you're running a red team and you accidentally knock him below fifty percent into the blue, yeah. and he does a ten turn god bind, you might be you know, might be toast. You you might be up that creek. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you know, trying to get your stalling, get your skills up, and do a big sh- big hit to mm-hmm. take him out. I know a lot of teams that are going to run this dungeon, uh, you know, early on in the mid game are going to probably be using a spiker. So yes. if they've been lucky enough to pull one of them from the REM machine, mm-hmm. uh, or if they've, uh, you know, made a King Batty or something like that, yeah, I know that I know King Batty was on my team for yep. sure. I was running uh, King Woodsy uh, with my Verdandi team the first time through. Um, you pro- still do we still know who your we still don't know who your friend leader was for this Verdandi oh. squad gracious this was that was it that long ago i can't it feels like it was a while ago if i mean i just got my one year hit uh for my uh mailbox so oh you just got it i just got it so i'm looking at having a year's worth of pad playing two super gold dragons that's right and so we're looking at i I did this probably the first third of my pad career so we're looking at at least 250 days maybe out uh i cannot remember (laughs) I ran with my wow, you, team. You did it like a hundred days in. I think so. Well, that I, seems that seems surprisingly that, early. Yeah, that might have been a little early. I would say maybe half a year then. Okay, um, that probably feels a little more like it because my first third of the year I was kind of soloing this. It wasn't until around then I started kind of relying more on resources that you showed me and kind of you know convincing back and forth and how to improve my skill up game. All right, so let, uh, we've talked about all the floors on the dungeon. Yeah, uh, we've talked about a lot of the mechanics that are involved in there and, and the different ways that we uh, get around it. So let's um, let's we've already touched on a lot of these aspects. So let's briefly run through team build compositions. Like, what are we looking for in a team build that is going to get us through this dungeon? You know, we've mentioned a bunch of these different things throughout. Uh, one floor or another. So what's what's a really good one? Uh, full skill bind resist is ideal. Ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone's going to have it, but full skill bind resist. When you get to Sandalfon and he does that, you can just take him out. You don't have to worry about stalling out anything. Yeah. Um, you can you know pop one or two actives and maybe wipe him out. Yeah. So skill. I mean, you're right. Skill bind resist. If you have a friend or you have a sub that has solid skill bind or skill uh, skill bind clear, um, if they're not unbindable, well, there's no such have... thing as skill bind clear. Oh, sorry, not skill bind clear. Um, binds clear so are you on the you're on to something different now so we we talked about skill bind resist now you're talking about bind clear yes that's a amazing thing to have on on, in this dungeon there's some very crucial binds uh something that you and me uh or you and i talk about evan often is a a monster with a skill bind or sorry bind clear who doesn't have bind resist is not a reliable bind clear um and i think that you know is highlighted in this particular dungeon if that's your leader. If that's your leader. As a sub, though. Right. So, like, for example, Red Sonia has the Bind Clear Awakening, right. but she's going to get bound. Right. So, right. doesn't we'll help us. Uh, you know, if you have a leader that has Bind Clear but is bindable themselves, mm-hmm. then that's where you run into trouble. Right. I can't really think of who that would be. I guess, uh, no, uh, Meta- Metatron's yeah. unbindable. Mm-hmm. All right. But so, you know, if you have that unbindable leader who can clear binds like Awoken Ama, that's fantastic. If you're running a team like Verdandi, um, finding a sub... Verdandi with the mystery friend. With the mystery friends. um, First of all, look for a better friend than I did. Whichever friend I use, I obviously wasn't thinking about bind clear or bind resist. And that would have gone a long way. Uh, Even getting one more sub active for Michael, having run into him twice, would have given me five cards to uh chip away at michael instead of four which ultimately made uh you know force my hand in using a stone 
Um, so choose your friend very wisely, especially since you're not, uh, you can't use any dupes at this point. Um, having somebody with buying clear and buying resist is going to go a long way. Another thing we talked about, you cannot run a dark dependent team yep. mm-hmm. unless you bring those special subs. And I would even go on to say, I mean, unless that is your primary team and you want to do all these dungeons around it, if you have multiple teams, I would look towards those other ones first. Uh, you have, uh, you know, the um, uh, dark absorb, and then you also have on Sandalfin who uh, actually changes your dark orbs into light orbs. So you're now reducing the amount of combo ability you have going into Sandalfon if, you know, that's the kind of team you run. So there's two particular floors that actually make your life difficult if you're trying to run a dark team. Yeah. And then the last aspect of a good team, not not to say that this list is 100% comprehensive, yeah. but the last one that we're going to talk about that is an aspect of a good team for this dungeon is tankiness, mm-hmm. right? So either high HP and good recovery or some damage reduction paired with good recovery yep. or you know so both of us are talking about damage reducing leaders in fact we're both talking about awoken greco-romans yes. and then pairing that uh, in my case with a recovery multiplier in red sonia or in your case you're pairing awoken venus with awoken ama mm-hmm. and ama is doing auto heal and just being badass <laughs> all by herself so all of that paired together is going to allow you to survive floors and stall for skills, stall to get rid of a skill bind, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is you need to do to get through uh, a couple of those floors where you can be, you can survive without doing a ton of damage. Yeah. Uh, you, there's no requirements on your damage. So all of those things will allow you um, to survive basically Sandalfon. So you have you have your active abilities that allow you to sort of get through uh, floor three, mm-hmm. right? Whether you're clearing a bind or delaying or whatever the case may be, yep. you're getting through that floor and then you are dealing with Raphael, however you have to deal with him, doing all that damage in the time that you have. And then you get to Sandalfon You've got you got skill bound or whatever the case may be. Maybe you've blown skills trying to get past Raphael. Now you have this team that can just combo and survive until your, until your skills, skills are, are back. Your skills are back up or unbound, whatever the case may be, and then you can take out Sandalfon yeah. and get that gold egg. Uh, I think I have a duality of experience here with having a very unideal team. Um, uh, running it the first time and having a very ideal team now and it can you know see it from both angles uh, if you have a tankable team in this scenario the skill binds don't matter because you can tank through it and you can you know count them out um, so long as you can bind uh, or get out of uh, binds from Michael and um, was it floor four is one no sorry floor, floor three with the the three different archangels yeah, that you might end up. Yeah, so Gabriel and Michael are the ones that are going to bind your leaders, right. and just provided be a general you have pain a way to uh, either you know clear them. Uh, this shouldn't be too much of a problem anymore. Uh, there's a lot of people running uh, Greco-Roman leaders, and I think uh, at least four of them have 50% uh, light reduction. Uh, Venus, obviously, the ideal version because it has light blue reduction or light and water reduction, um, and combining that with any any number of healers, um, obviously, ideally, a light healer, uh, makes tanking so much easier. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we are uh, going to pair this podcast with a video that we're going to record record in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited, too, because I get to watch you do it. I think, uh, I think our producer, Diana, may also want to record audio of us attempting it, <laughs> which may be hilarious in and of itself. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, unfiltered audio, maybe with a few bleeps in it. Yeah. Uh, but... As I said, she already recorded a video of herself running the dungeon with uh, my Melody as a leader and a Verdandi friend. Um, I am going to be trying to as closely approximate my original uh, Sandalfon team with uh, Awoken Minerva as my leader. And then my subs will be... or So Awoken Minerva is my leader, a Red Sonia uh, mm-hmm. for a friend. Um, those will both be Hypermax. Um, I think my Minerva was Hypermax when I beat Sandalfon, and uh, Hypermax Ronia friends are 
you just trip over them. There's just so many of them out there. Still, still, there's so many. Yeah, there like, really I, is. I scroll through my friend list, and there's probably like 20 of them on there. I, I just, I don't know who's running all these all the time, but <laughs> I guess must be good for some some dungeons. Uh, I'm going to run King Batty uh, as a spike for either floor four or floor five, depending on what I need. Uh, Prometheus who is a red devil has got two uh, row enhance and does a double orb change. Now Prometheus doesn't have a skill up in NA. And so mine is full on 16 turns to get that double (laughs) orb change. But I think that won't be a problem given the sort of general tankiness of this team with the recovery and the damage reduction. Um, I also have Persephone, uh, dark red Persephone on there. She's got another double orb change and Persephone is also a devil, uh, fits in with this team, and she has really good recovery for a devil. Uh, so that gets multiplied by Red Sonia and my te- increases my team's tankiness. And then I used to have uh, a Red Dark Shiva on my team, and he uh, had two Red Rows, a Skill Boost, and a Time Extend. Uh, I'm going to lose out on that because I don't have him anymore because I have a Woken Shiva. Shiva. I actually have a second Shiva who's red-blue and has had a number of skill-ups, but I don't really feel like un-evoing him and evoing him him again for the podcast. But uh, so we'll, I'll just sub in uh, Dancing Queen Hera Ur, who has a lot of a lot of similar stuff, cool. similar stats and abilities. I'll be uh, I'll be running, you know, coming from the ideal standpoint, what a really focused team for this dungeon would look like. Um, I'm gonna, oddly enough, I actually don't have many of these uh, cards all the way max leveled. So I'm running a, set, a level 75 Venus. I'm gonna run my friend's Hypermax Awoken Ama. And I'm going to have two DQXQs, not subs, they're actually uh, split evoed. One is level 60, one is level 43. So I don't even have these guys as uh, at their cap HP. And I'll still show you what like a comfortable run looks like using these two monsters. You're like, uh, that's three subs. Who's your fourth sub? Fourth sub would be, uh, I believe, oh, I'm sorry. I'm running a um, fully max leveled and uh, max awoken uh, Sun Quan. First oh, fight. okay. Sun Quan fits in there with his healer boost yes. and the delay. Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I hope everyone has enjoyed listening to us talk endlessly about this dungeon. Uh, there's so much interesting stuff that goes on uh, in Sandalfon, and uh, we're excited to go now try to record those videos and post them up on YouTube. And uh, even though this is still a test version of the podcast, Uh, I had a lot of fun, and I think we're going to do some more, and uh, hopefully more and more people will start to hear these, and uh, maybe also give us suggestions on what kind of dungeons we We'd love to hear feedback and see uh, where you guys are at, where you guys uh, want us to go next. Uh, But we will see you on YouTube. And thank goodness Kevin is coming back, (laughs) because we are just not nearly as funny without Kevin. Oh, thanks, Evan.